Hey, Mark. Hey, Scott. Whoa. Hey, you are awake, hey. aren't you? Hey. Yeah. What, what on earth do you think is something that is critically important to your career, but most people are not doing? Uh, Coordinating your socks and your tie. That is exactly right. I knew you were going to get it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, you know, there's lots of things. But, you know, the challenge for me is finding the ones that really are important because they all kind of seem important to me um, and the time. But, but I don't think they all are. But Is that what you're getting at? Uh, what? Oh. Well, maybe, but are you trying to tell me that my socks and tie are not important? Well, it depends if they match or not. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> This has happened to your career, the show that is all about helping you move to work you love. We want you to do work that fits your unique and signature strengths. We will bring you inspiration, tools, and roadmaps to help you in your journey. I'm Scott Anthony Barlow with Mark Sievercrop. Oh, man. Oh, Mark. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a long time. It has. It, it's funny, you know, because you and I, we talk quite a bit, but it's different to be recording an episode and it's different to be talking on a podcast to you than it is in normal life. It is. Hilar- hilarity ensues just naturally. Just naturally. It's like when, when the record button is hit, it's weird. It's like boom. Hilarity. It's like the hilarity button. Let's not call it the record button. On H2IC, it is now the hilarity button. I have pressed the hilarity button. Okay, good. Okay. So, guess what? What? Here's what we get to talk about today. I almost said chicken butt when you said that. <laughs> Welcome to sixth grade, folks. It's early. Glad you could make it's it. It's early. <laughs> oh, man. That is not what we get to talk about today. But okay. Well, it kind of is, but... We, we get to talk about what on earth is this whole 80-20 rule because it's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's something that we always people always talk about the 80-20 rule. It seems like it's applied to everything. Like, I think you could probably watch cricket and some announcer would probably be like, and the 80-20 rule in cricket applies when and it's like, it, it seems like we always talk about. It. So when we're talking about our career, Scott, what are you talking about? Well, it is the stuff that is the small amount of stuff that really actually matters for your career, no matter what it is. Whether it's, you know, you want to find work you love, whether it is you want to get a promotion, whether you're building a business, whether you're doing something else on your own, whatever it is, it's the small amount of stuff that actually matters that very few people spend time and focus on. And yeah, as opposed to like the 80% of stuff that really doesn't matter and doesn't bear fruit and that's that's kind of where it comes from do you know where this 80 20 rule actually comes from no oh well here's your htyc education. nice so it actually comes from way back when here's the here's the boring story behind it okay. uh there's a guy named pareto you ever okay you ever heard of pareto i have now he and i go way back okay 
So he observed all over the place you know, in in nature, and one of the places was uh, was in pea fields. He noticed that you know eighty eighty percent of these were not actually. Eighty percent of these pea pods were not actually burying what they probably should be, and and the vast majority of the the peas were coming from the twenty percent. And he kept seeing this over and over and over again. Every place he went, you know, all over in nature. So he started developing this theory, and it started taking popularity much much later. And then started getting called, you know, the eighty twenty law, the eighty twenty rule. You know, there's all these different names for it. But originally, way back, is you'll hear it called Pareto's law. Um, all these other things, that's where it actually came from. The thought process and the the actuality that someplace around, you know, twenty percent actually bears all your fruits. And that that includes different actions that you can take to your behaviors, you know, everything seems to fall into this. Hmm. That's interesting. I also think it's interesting that it, it's sad for him that it didn't remain being called Pareto's rule. That's sad for him. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you have like you have like you know all these laws that are named after people, but this poor guy didn't get it. Well, I, I think he gets credit. I've heard it called. Okay, I don't know, but maybe I don't know. Maybe he gets gypped out the credit. Okay, well, so I've this this is not that, about so. the eighty twenty rule. Then this is about is Pareto's. Rule. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, are you changing what the let's, episode's about? Let's give him some credit. Give the give the poor That's guy right. some for credit. He's been on, dead for like four hundred years, but we deem. <laughs> That this will now never ever be called the eighty twenty rule ever again. It is now Pareto's law. Dun, 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 dun. So, you're welcome, old dead man. So. <laughs> okay, so why why is that? I mean, okay, so yeah, 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 we know yeah, yeah. that with peas, that twenty percent of the pea pods produce eighty percent of the peas. How does that fit into if I want to do work that I love? Mm. That's a good question. I'm so glad See, you asked on a show you're like, about it, you're like, pursuing it, it work you love. <laughs> it, it has no correlation whatsoever. <laughs> well, you know, it, it does. And I hope so because we got a show about it. <laughs> right. right. But, you know, if you look at pursuing work you love and, you know, mm-hmm. I think you and I have learned a lot about this as we really got into it and as we really started, you know, teaching other people, you know, I've I've learned a ton about it. I had even beyond coaching that I used to do before we started HTYC and blah, blah, blah. One of the things that I realized, though, is that in pursuing work you love, you've got to get lots and lots of different types of experiences. And it's typically the experiences that are outside your comfort zone that drive you to be able to decide you know, what it is that's really, really good for you, good for your authentic self. You know, that's how you discover what you're really, really strong at, what we call your signature strengths and, mm-hmm. you know, all that other stuff. All that comes from, you know, not necessarily going in and doing your job and doing the same thing over and over again. Instead, right. it comes from the small amount of actions where you're getting way outside your comfort zone and taking those chances and some of those risks and being able to learn from that. You know, you... Mm-hmm. Take a chance. You do something outside your comfort zone. You essentially get feedback from that. Oh, that you know that was <laughs> that was great. I could try that again. You know, whatever it whatever it happens to be. You know, I took on a new project and uh, that exposed me to this side. I didn't even know I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, it's that it's that small amount of things that you're doing that are new experiences that are giving you those new inputs that allow you to 
discover. I hate using the word discover, but because it's more like a rediscovery most of the time. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you know that that allow you to learn more about yourself and and push the issue so that you can then refine what it is you want to do. Well, and the, and the opposite of that is, you know, I was just thinking of this. This might be something that people will identify with more. When you're focusing on the 80%, that's when you feel like you're spinning your wheels. That's when you feel like you're not getting anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Because the things you're doing are those empty pea pods, basically. They're, the, they're not the things that are making a difference. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, yeah, absolutely. It's, I think this is why it's so difficult to get to work you love because nobody really has figured out, you know, and when I say nobody, I mean the normal people that haven't tried to look at it. I think we've figured out a lot of what the 20% is, but a lot of people haven't figured out what that 20% is. So they're focusing on this 80% that really isn't getting them anywhere. And so they're spinning their wheels and that's why you get frustrated. And that's why you get people that say, you know, you can't really do work you love. Um, you know, you just have to work and then have your life afterwards. It's because they're focusing on the things that aren't really making a difference. They're not getting outside their comfort zone. They're not, um, you know, connecting with people that are going to help them move to those those um, things that they love to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's a challenge. It, it's hard, and, and that's why not everybody does it. It's it's very difficult to, one, identify what that 20% is, and two, actually do it. And I think part of that is because nobody wants to admit at some point that what they've been doing doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, nobody wants to, like, look at their life and be like, wow, I wasted a lot of time. You know, Sweet but, deal. <laughs> but really, I mean, you you, you kind of do, and, and I know I do it. I think this is a, a constant struggle for everybody is is assessing what you're doing and saying, okay, is this helping me move to work that I love, or is it just the easiest thing to do at this point in time, or is it just what everybody else tells me is important rather than what really is important for me? Yeah. Hey, so I didn't even realize this till just now, but we've kind of observed that in, in emails that we've gotten. Mm -hmm. you know, over the last year and a half or whatever it's been. And, you know, I think we even had a recent email. I'm trying to think about who that was even. Um, was that, was that Irina? I might I not be so. saying her name right, but you know, I, or maybe it was a comment or something else. Mm -hmm. so I, I might just be mixing it up, but yes. I, I just remember the, the statement, you know, um, she was, she was, you know, she's taken all these steps to, to be able to, to you know, move into work that she actually wants. And, and one of the things that she said in there was, Hey, I'm going to, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm committed to doing this. And, and I am wanting to, you know, get outside the flow. I can't mm -hmm. remember how she put it, but something like that. You remember yeah. that? I do. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that's you replied exactly back, she, right? Yes. Cause she I didn't, she, it was sounded like it was temporary the way that, uh, the way that she had structured it. Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some, you know, I'll get outside of my comfort zone and I'll get to work that I love and then I can get back to being comfortable. Yeah. It's like, mm, that's not going to work. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about huh. this is the reason and I'm not I'm not saying this is the be all end all, but I was just thinking that this is the exact reason that we have shows like Dr. Phil. <laughs> this yeah, is why somebody is. with this is why somebody with you know years and years of issues can go on a show talk to a psychologist or is he a psychologist whatever he is counselor I don't know he's Dr. Um, Phil he's Dr. Phil he's just in his own category he's texted what we need to do is sorry <laughs> sorry yeah, that was a really bad Dr. You have to Phil work impression on that one. probably I'm gonna need to work on that but that's why you know you can go to a counselor you can go to somebody have all these issues that you have beat your head against for years and they tell you one thing and it's like oh 
Huh. Okay. Huh, that makes sense. You know, not that everything's easier then and not that you can just fix that and then you move on, but it's because you've been focusing on the 80% and they point out the 20% to you. And this is why, I mean, this is this is why somebody will mention something and you go, wow, why didn't I think of that? You know, because it's hard to find it. But once you find it, it makes all the sense in the world. And, it's like, and then all of a sudden you make these great strides because you're now focusing on that 20%. So that was just something I thought of real quick. Not that, um, you know, I, I kind of laugh at people that go on like Dr. Phil or something and they think all their problems are solved because then it's a, a lifetime of focusing on that 20% afterwards. But you have to know what it is before you can focus on it. And even that knowing is really a breakthrough. And it's really something that um, will change the way you do things because now you can see progress rather than spinning your wheels. Well, and I, I think like, you know, Uranus case is, uh, Uranus case is not unique. Like, I think we see that over and over again too. It's, it's, you know, where people think it's like, it's temporary and, you know, you're going to do a little bit and mm-hmm. then you're going to get there. You're going to arrive and everything's going to be, you know, magical and, and unicorns and, you know, whatever else that mm-hmm. happens when you arrive. And then that's it. Then you stop. Mm-hmm. And that's not yeah. really how it works. No, no, not at all. And and I think that's the the challenge for people is somehow they think that, you know, I, I fall in this too. It's like, well, you know, things will be normal when I get to this point. And it's like, well, I think normal's is a, a mirage, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a desert oasis. It's not there. Um, you know, it, it always takes work and it always takes effort if you're going to continue there. Otherwise, you're going to kind of fall along the wayside. So, um, so yeah, you know, getting to work you love that way. You know, one of the things that, that we've been talking about recently in Happening Your Career a fair amount is your book, Get a Raise Guide, which, you know, is talking about promotions and that type of thing. So does this apply in those types of situations as well. Yeah. So like, you know, get a raise guide is, is a example of just pure 20%. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even more like the 5% that really, really, really works. Um, and, and it's all focused on, you know, being able to ask for a raise and get it and and negotiate things like t- telecommuting and yeah, other stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you know, the reason why that works or in the case of like you mentioned promotion, um, it's the same things that actually work for promotion too. And, and really what works there in that particular case is, you know, one, just focusing on adding value for your boss and mm-hmm. building a relationship where, you know, your boss knows, likes, and trusts you. And, you know, that's, that's actually not that hard to do, but most people don't focus on that. What they do is they focus mm-hmm. on, on what they consider their job and then, right. And that may not necessarily even be the definition that their boss has of their job. And then just assume that the rest will come. Oh, well, if I do that, my boss will have a great relationship with me, right? Uh, and if I do that, then I'll definitely be hitting the things that my boss values the most and the company values the most. And, and more often than not, those things don't line up at all. So instead, you know, like a couple of the suggestions that we have is you know, <laughs> spend 15 minutes a week or every other week, just aligning yourself with your boss through like what, what's called one-on-one conversations. And mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's something that, and you've had some experience with that too, right? I have. So what's that done for you? Well, I think, you know, you know, just like you said, it's, it's those things. It's, it's easy to, as you were talking, I was thinking of our friend Farnoosh Brock. Yeah. And when she was on the show and how, 
you know, you and her had this conversation um, about how everybody thinks just working hard is going to get you a promotion and just somehow you're going to be noticed. And and that's what I found to be true, exactly what you're saying here, is that, that there's there's really in any given day, there's only a certain number of things that really will affect whether you're going to get a promotion or not. And you have to, and, and there are things that you consciously have to do. I think yeah. that's the thing about this twenty percent too. It doesn't just happen. Yeah. I mean, these are the the important but not urgent things Stephen Covey talked about, basically. Yep. Um. You know. So yeah, for a promotion, it's it's just like you're saying. It's it's taking those opportunities to have conversations. You know, with your with your boss. It's uh, you know taking those opportunities to um, notice things that need to be done and doing them that aren't necessarily just the everyday thing you do. Because, you know, when I've had conversations with, with my bosses, the things I found is almost invariably the things that they appreciate aren't what's on my job description. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of a, well, I hope you're doing that, you know. Isn't that funny? That's a given. You know, it, it, that's not how you get a promotion. You get a promotion by doing things beyond that. And sometimes that's work. And sometimes it's just the way you interact with people. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, you know, you know, being supportive and being proactive and, and, um, you know, like you said, even just talking with them, you know, an, an example for me is recently I was, I, I had something I needed to work on with, um, one of my bosses and, and it was a day where they were, it was summer. So sometimes they would let us out at three and just say, Hey, you can go home at three. Um, well I stayed because my boss was staying and I said, Hey, you know, I can work on this. I don't have to be home right away. Um, and I stayed for an extra, what was going to be an extra like 30 minutes to work on this, this task. Well, it ended up being like, I stayed till five instead of like three thirty, and it was just talking with my boss. And a lot of people would have looked at that and said, "Well, you know, they let us out three. I don't want to be there till five. But I looked at it as, okay, I've had an opportunity now to, you know, build a relationship with my boss. I've had an opportunity to go kind of above and beyond. I've had an opportunity to to be able to sit down and and really relax and have a conversation with them in a way that I couldn't otherwise, uh, because people would be coming in and out and they'd have other things to do and whatnot. It was it was very good. Um, and that's an example of that 20%. It's, it's noticing those things that quite frankly, you look at what everybody else is doing and you do something else. Um, because most people aren't focusing on the 20%. So it's, it's how can you be different? How can you separate yourself? And if you look at for those types of things in your job, um, in your business and your life, you'll get a good idea of what that 20% is just by seeing what other people aren't doing. That's, <laughs> um, like chuckling because of, <laughs> do people do that with you too? Yeah, you. It, I mean, geez, God forbid that you are suggesting a, spending an extra ninety minutes there. No, it's which, <laughs> which by the way, I got paid for too. I mean, it's not like I was you know donating my time. Yeah. So in and then you know, I'm guessing that you know that type of activity just every once in a while done in the right way leads to you being able to ask for a significant raise or get a promotion or whatever that happens to be. I mean, you know, so that I think that's a great example, but most people are never going to consider that. You want Mm -hmm. me to stay an extra 30 minutes on a Friday or 30 minutes on a, you know, whatever day, whatever day. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's like you said, it's just, it's focusing on those things that, that add value. And, you know, one of those things that you need to do and one of the 20% things is finding out what adds value. Yeah. You know, what does make a difference to your boss? Because I guarantee you, if you look at that list of things that you are, you know, as part of your job description, 
if you really got down to it, there's probably two or three of all of those that really, really matter to your boss. That really they care about. The rest of it's important and you probably should do it. And if you don't, you're probably going to get in trouble or, you know, they're not going to be real happy. But there's a few things that really deserve your focus. Uh, and if you can spend time with your boss, you'll find out what those things are very quickly. You know, you'll find out what they talk about over and over again. You'll find out what they're focused on. And if you align yourself with those things and focus on those and make sure that you spend some time doing those every single day, it makes a significant difference. And, it, you know, it goes back to that whole spinning your wheels when you're not focusing on that stuff and making, you know, great strides when you are. And I, yeah. So to call out, you know, what we're not telling you to do is we're not telling you to go stay, you know, an extra hour and a half on, on Friday. We're just telling you to identify what are those small amount of things that make a difference. And, you know, in your boss's world and, you know, to strategically identify some of the other areas where you can and should spend the vast majority of your time because it's going to have a much, much higher return. You know, it's going to allow you to negotiate a $10,000 raise or it's going to allow you to, um, you know, get a promotion or it's going to allow you to be in a position to, you know, simply take some time off when you want because you've got a great relationship and you're already adding value on the things that actually matter. Mm-hmm. You know, what, whatever that is, that's what we're urging you to identify. What is that 20%? And one of the ways that you can do that is just simply by getting on the same page with your boss. So like that, mm-hmm. you know, one-on-one conversation, all that is, yeah. is is meeting up with your boss weekly or biweekly or worst case scenario at a minimum of once a month and saying, hey, here's my priorities. You know, what can I do for you? Are the priorities the same? These yeah. are the things I think are the most important. These are the things that translation add value the most to you and the team. Right. Do you feel the same? Well, and real quick before we move on, I, I just want to point this out as far as because I know a lot of people are like, well, my boss is busy and, you know, I, I don't have, you know, one on one conversations with him every couple of weeks or whatever it is. What I found is almost always your boss is going to want to know what's going on. I, I know there's probably that, you know, boss that doesn't care, you know, every once in a while. But most of the time, um, in my experience, they want to know what's going on. And so they may not think of it. But you can find ways to get some one-on-one time with your boss. I mean, you know, some of the things that I've done, I mean, I just flat out asked my boss, I just invited my boss to lunch one day. And I know there's people in my department that looked at me like, well, how come, how come you get to go to lunch with him? It's like, because I asked. I mean, have any, you know, because it's like they're all whining and complaining about it. Probably I, I got some looks and comments and stuff, nothing major, but I know there's a few people that, are, that I'm sure looked at and said, well, why, why do you get to go? Nobody else has. It's like, because I asked. Have you asked? You know, Or it's like, you know, as an example, um, where I work, you know, we're encouraged to, in the morning, in the afternoon, we go out and we walk around the building a few times just to stretch our legs and, you know, all that kind of stuff, be healthy and whatnot. I invited one of my bosses to walk with me one day. It's like, hey, you want to go take the walk this morning? And we talked about work. We didn't talk about work. We talked about our families. We talked about all sorts of things. But it's that one-on-one time. And again, it's like I literally think in the entire time that my boss has worked there, I'm probably the only person that's worked for her that has invited her to do that. So it's like it's just taking hmm. the, those steps to find ways to interact with him. And it doesn't necessarily, like you said, have to be staying an extra 90 minutes after work. Although that was a great way for me to do it too. But there's other ways within work time 
that it was easy for me to find a little bit of time. And, and that's the other thing, you know, you're not looking for three hours. I mean, 10 minutes is pretty easy to just have a, ask, ask a few questions and clarify some expectations and what's important to them and what they're worried about or focused on at that time. And then that gives you the tools you need to be able to go back and make a bigger difference and make their life easier. And those are the 20% things that, that really are going to move your, your career forward and the things you need to focus on if you're going to move your career forward. And then, you know, squeeze in the other 80% at various times, but make sure that that 20% gets done. Right on. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. Mark's out. That's right. So what if, uh, what if my goal isn't to work for somebody else? What if it's, you know, I want to build something on my own or build a business or whatever, you know? Well, does this case, still apply? In that case, it doesn't apply at oh, all. You're right. Uh, you need the folks yep. on the 80%. <laughs> no, it totally applies. It totally applies. I mean, okay. So like I look over the last year and a half for us and mm -hmm. <laughs> the times where stuff didn't work is times where we're focusing on the 80% as opposed to the 20%, right? Right. Like, I, I wish I couldn't think of so many examples why that was. <laughs> Sadly. But I, I think it's the same with any business. I mean, it, yeah. it's just like with your career. It's the same thing. It's easy to do the 80%. Those are the things that are right in front of you. Those are the things that it's easy to convince yourself they're important. Um, but if you were to ask yourself the question, does this really make a difference? The answer might not be yes. <laughs> yeah. And then again, like we talked about with, you know, the work you love, then it's hard to admit that it's it, nobody wants to admit that what you've been doing isn't necessarily the most effective thing in the world. And that's where the challenge comes in is getting over yourself and getting over your pride and being willing to have that conversation with yourself and saying, does this really matter? Is this really the stuff that's really, really going to make a difference in my my business? So stealing a page from the overcoming denial, like the first step is admitting that there's a right, <laughs> there's a problem, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. I mean, there's a problem for this is a problem for everybody, mm -hmm. everybody, even people that know and understand this rule and have gotten really good at it. It's still a problem for them. Like that's right. they still have. It's not like magically all of a sudden they have to stop working at refining what their focus is going to be on, and focus continually and identify continually that twenty percent as you know their life changes or their job changes or their business changes or you know whatever it is uh, or their situation changes. You know, talking about pursuing work you love, you know your situation can change and then it's a whole new twenty percent. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, this is this is continuous. So this is why this is the real reason why I think that you know we're doing a whole episode on this is because what we want to teach you to do is not just what the eighty twenty rule is, but to start practice on identifying it because we want you to get really good at these twenty percent things. But more importantly than that, be able to no matter what you're doing, identify these twenty percent things that yield eighty percent of the results. Um, so that you can you can do it over and over again and you know do it actually on your own rather than mm -hmm. i don't know listening to this podcast and going oh i wonder what that is now and yeah. yeah well and and you know i was just thinking as you're talking that if you look at all leadership material books everything really it's all focused on doing that 20% you know you hear leadership experts tell people all the time you know if you're a leader you need to be doing the things only you can do 
Yeah. And that exactly that's exactly what the 80-20 rule is talking about. Find those things that only you can do that really make a difference, you know. Find those things that really matter and then outsource the rest. And yeah. not about, not all of us are the boss and we can't all do that. But we can find the things that are important and we can do those things. So if I'm wanting to figure out what the 20% is in my life, what are some questions I could ask myself or some ways that I could identify those as we're getting close to the end here, Scott? Well, I think one thing that you can do specifically is let's, you know, let's assume that um, it doesn't really matter in this case whether you are in a job and want to want to be, you know, working with a team uh, or whether you're building a business. Uh, you can write out essentially all the things you're doing on a regular basis and then go through that list and start to identify which of these are really important to my boss or really important to growing my business. You know, um, so like building a business, you know, I used to a long time ago have a, have a painting business. And some of those things were, you know, as I, as I'd go through the list, the things that were in that 20% were getting leads. They were, you know, actually doing sales calls or, you know, doing estimates and bids for, for customers and then actually following up so that, you know, could actually book that work. Mm-hmm. There was tons of other stuff that I could be doing daily basis. I could be messing around with the, you know, client example letters. I could be, you know, spending all day, you know, working on, I don't know, website stuff or whatever it, it was, but none of that stuff made as big of an impact on bottom line sales or mm-hmm. revenue coming in or profit or, you know, all that other stuff that makes, makes business go round. Mm-hmm. So, you know, start out just brain dump, you know, like uh, stream of consciousness, get everything on, on one type page, uh, you know, everything that you can think of that you do and then go through it. I'd say actually even walk away for 20 minutes or so, come back to it with a critical eye and say, what are the few things on here that I'm doing that is delivering the type of result that, you know, either my business needs to get or my boss would want or whatever it is that the, that the goal is for your situation, you know, that, that are yielding the results. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. <clears throat> no, I think that's exactly right. And I, you know, as we've talked about through this whole episode, Really, if you're just kind of coasting, you're not focusing on the 20%. It, it takes effort. So if you find yourself not questioning what you're doing and not asking yourself if it's really the most important thing you need to be doing at that time, you're probably not focusing on the 20%. So um, I think another indicator would be you know, whether you're intentionally doing things or if you're just going with the flow and doing what comes up next, um, doing what you know, whatever the next email is, those types of things are or when you're going to start spinning your wheels because you're not focusing on the 20%. It really is a matter of being intentional. It's a matter of um, doing the important things rather than the immediate things. Yeah. And that's hard. I mean, it's hard. Nobody. I don't think we ever said during this podcast that this stuff was easy. This is, this is the really hard stuff, but it's the things that will keep you from spinning your wheels and will help you start to move towards – um, work that you love and, and doing the things that, that really are important and making a difference in your life. So one, one final tip and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. But so most of the folks that are listening to this podcast are, you know, after work that they actually want to do. Right. So yeah. they're, they're pursuing work that, uh, that fits them, that, you know, is, is unique to them that allows them to use their, their signature strengths. Okay. So here's, here's the clue for you on this. If, 
what you are doing intentionally, like like you said, Mark, you know, it's got to be mm-hmm. intentional. That's you know, sign number one. But if what you're doing intentionally doesn't, you know, doesn't make you feel uncomfortable and doesn't sort of give you that uh, that little bit of a pit in your stomach and make you nervous and and kind of be like, well, I kind of want to back out of this, then that's a sign that you're not doing the right stuff. That's a sign that you're not getting the experiences that you need in order to make some of the decisions over the course of, you know, whether it be three months or or a year about what it is that you want to do and what it is that you should be doing. I concur. All right. Very good. You want to wrap up and recap? Wrap it up and recap it. (laughs) Okay. So so take it away, sir. (laughs) In recap, um, you know, most important things, 20% of what you do makes 80% of the difference. And so that means that you need to be intentional. That means you need to be focused. That means you need to um, know what really makes a difference. So the key is finding out what that 20% is and then the hard part's doing it. Um, so if you will do those two things, you can stop spinning your wheels in your career or your business or your job or whatever you're talking about and you will start to see progress and you will start moving forward. So um, that is the thing that we would challenge you to do today is just one, find out what that 20% is. You know, Start asking yourself, what are the things that make a big difference in my day? What are the things that make a difference in my career or my job or my business? And then once you find those things, start doing them. I'm like, uh, I just realized I'm like dancing in oh. front of the microphone here. Like wow. I, <laughs> to theme music for recap, that's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I badly want to play it, but nice. I got, I got nothing. So here's the, here's the theme music. It's like, that's all I got. Is that it? Did you wrap up the... I wrapped up. It is wrapped. And we're out? If it was any more wrapped, I'd be a rapper. Okay, it's not any more wrapped, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're really out. Now we're really out. Hey, folks. What we do here, the core of what we do, it happened to your career is we help people identify what it is that they have the potential to be great at and then go and do it. That's how you get to work that you love. So the way that you can help us do that for more folks, and if you love the show, even if you just kind of, you know, sort of like the show a little bit, go on over to iTunes and leave us an honest rating and review. And then you can uh, not only rate and review, but you can actually subscribe and get the show in your sleep too at the same time. Same thing over at Stitcher. Either one, we really appreciate it, and that helps us reach more people. So now, we're really out. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. <laughs>